Hey guys, and welcome to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast. I'm Alex Fasulo, your host, six-figure freelance writer, serial entrepreneur, Fiverr Pro seller, and digital nomad. You've come to the right place if you want to know more about working for yourself online as a freelancer today. I've been freelancing for over six years, and I want to share what I've learned with you. Hi guys, welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast where we chat all things remote work, freelancing mindset, and financial freedom. This week I'm very excited to welcome on my friend who is all the way over in Taiwan now, maybe we will meet someday, digital marketer, TEDx speaker, and content creator Sandy Lin. Sandy has over 360,000 followers on TikTok, congrats, where she shares online marketing tips and content that helps people grow their social followings while carving out their niches online. She's also the owner of Small Business Tips, a free entrepreneur's community that provides weekly insight into the latest small business and social media news announcements and changes. Sandy, hi. Hi. Oh my God. Your intro is... (laughs) Spot on. I'm going to need a script for that. So whenever people ask me to introduce myself, I'm going to use that script. Honestly, if you want, I'm more than happy to copy and paste it over to you. You can take it. (laughs) All right. So a lot of people listen to this. They're thinking about quitting their job or they just quit their job or they're feeling nervous about it. And I think they always like to hear from other people. What was that experience like for you? When did you know you wanted to work for yourself? Like, how did that all come to be? I would say that I am pretty privileged and I'm very, very lucky that I know that from the Kickstarter that I don't like nine to five and that is not what I enjoy. So I did have a job. Yeah. I it did have internship. I had job that are nine to fives, change your desk. And I, I like it, but I don't love it. I mm-hmm. always know that my higher calling is to work on something that I absolutely love. Right. So yeah, going into university, I'm always very scrappy, starting a little small business here and there, saving monies, multiple stream of incomes. And when I saved enough money, I knew that I have runway for the next few months. That's when I secure myself and say, hey, okay, I want to go full time and I want to go just strictly dive into being a self-employer. Yeah. Was that scary for you, you know, making that decision where was your family, were your friends supportive of you doing that? I did not tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone except my partner. Like literally no one know I had a business. I went MIA for two years on social media for my personal social media. And I didn't tell a soul, none of my family, my friend knew because I was scared of judgment. I was scared of what other people were going to say. And that's okay. It's okay to be scared. So I was supported very luckily by my partner, but you are the ultimate, the person that need to be responsible and take care of your mm-hmm. own actions. And it's okay to be scared, but you got to know your limit and you got to know where you can excel in. Does your family now know? Have you told them? <laughs> yeah, I told them after two years being an entrepreneur and a freelancer then I was like, okay, I think that I know this is going somewhere. I can tell them now. Yeah, that's crazy. So you, so for two years, you hid that you were an entrepreneur. It's kind of funny because I, I, in a way, kind of did the same thing. Like I told my family, they were aware of it. 
And they weren't not supportive of it, but I think everybody in those first two years, they were just kind of watching. They're like, okay, let's see. Where's this going? going? And I hid it from social media for like four years because I was afraid of judgment and everything. And it's so silly, right? When you look back on that, it's so silly to feel like that. Like you want to hide who you are from the world. It's like, I always want people who are listening to this. Don't do that. Just share it. Don't do that. Don't do that. I will. Yeah, I just show yourself and there's so many people that will be accepting and supportive and if they don't great because you don't want those people in your life either way exactly i always i get a kick out of your content because i know you'll post stuff sometimes about different things that you keep private from the people in your life and i i crack up because i know you come from a different culture than me so sometimes i'm like oh man i feel bad for her that she has to hide so much Yeah, no, I do hide quite some information from my family just because I'm Asian. My my, my parents are very, very tradition. Asian parents, they are very, very traditional. So entrepreneurships and all these different things that I'm doing are very unorganized and very different than what they're used to. Yeah. That's so good for you, right? That has to be kind of scary that you're kind of, you know, going against the grain and doing your own thing in your culture. That has to be scary. So you you definitely must be a brave person. Thank you. I think that it also gives you a little sense of adventure and adrenaline yeah. rush. Having that and in the back and you're like, wow, I'm, I have nowhere to go, just forward. And when you're back yeah. into a wall, I feel like people tend to create even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, it's almost like this forbidden adventure. It's like fun and mischievous and nobody knows about it. It's secret and it almost exactly makes you more creative in a way. Exactly. That's awesome. So, okay. So when I look at all your social media accounts, I see you do a bunch of stuff, right? Like you have your own business, you do a little affiliate marketing, you do social media marketing. So why don't you just walk everyone through right now who's listening What are your main business ventures right now? What are they called? You know, what are you doing with them? Yeah, so I have two main business venture right now. So first one is SBT, which is small business tips. And the Mm -hmm. second one, which is a brand, um, a very new venture was called Remake Influence. We're Mm -hmm. bridging tech company with influencer together, creating a tech marketplace slash management platform for people. So that's the two main things that are going on right now in my life other than all these other little things. That's awesome. So, all right. So through both of your different ventures, so walk me through the new one you're doing. You're making a marketplace for influencers to work with tech companies. Did I get that right? Yeah. So what I'm seeing is that creators, even with millions and thousands of followings, they don't know how to monetize or they're getting paid through gifting or very, very Mm -hmm. little payments where we see that tech company, it's probably one of the most profitable brands out of the entire industry, more than e-commerce. They have so much budget because VC and angel funding just throw money at them and they want to get into influencer marketing, but they have no idea how to get onto it. So Mm. this platform initially is going to guide these tech companies through how to create creator marketing and then match them up with AI and also marketplace if they they decided to scout them manually to creators that are business oriented, that are savvy, but also funny at the same time. also giving creator higher paying income stream other than just gifting and lower e-com brands. 
Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, I feel like I end up doing influencing for tech brands a lot because I have a like business yep. influencer brand. And I would get on that platform. That sounds smart. I want to be on that. Thank <laughs> that, you. That well, sounds like... <laughs> no, people will love working with you, honestly. I'm like, that's genius. I, I feel like the influencer world is so underdeveloped still. I feel like everyone's used to, oh, the picture on Instagram of someone holding up a product. But I feel like there's so much more that can be done with it. From TikToks to going live to, you know, everything under the sun with it. So I feel like it's way far away from having reached its peak. And I think on the influencer side, I feel like there's so few, you know, quality marketplaces out there. I've registered with a couple of them and it's like, in, you know, it's almost like insulting when these brands will come through and be like, hey, can you do 20 videos for us at $5 each? I'm just like, I, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's just like less, it's not even worth the time to get on that because you're not getting yeah. what the value you're supposed to get be getting. Yeah. And, and I also, I feel like there's a lot of exploiting going on to influencers because I'm still new to influencing. And the way these brands will talk to me or what they'll try and pull in their contracts, they'll, they'll sneak stuff in that they don't tell you about. And it really blows my mind. Like, I, I feel for other influencers now, I, I feel like so many are being taken advantage of. And I don't know, I feel like passionate about it. Yep, exactly. And, and it's funny because these influencers doesn't even know these terms in the contract existed. Most of the people don't no. even recontract. But no, definitely recontract because you'll be signing a lot of money away if you don't read any type of contract. I know. Oh my gosh. What would be your top two or three tips you would give someone for monetizing online? Because that's what everybody wants to know. They're like, okay, Fiverr, TikTok, whatever. How do I monetize? You know, how, how do they approach that? Because I know you, you have that in a lot of your bios that you're helping people monetize online. So I would love to talk about that with you. Yeah, so monetization is such a broad topic, but super interesting because online, I always say the online as a freaking oyster, like it's an untapped oyster. People can literally work from home and don't even need to go out and make money. So my first tip is that yeah. if you have a particular skill set, I mean, I, I'm sure that Alex, you talk a lot about this. If you have a particular skill set that you think that you can package up or you're currently working in nine to five jobs on a role that you're working on and you can package that up and then sell it as a service. That is a value. Mm -hmm. Let's say that if you're a data entry, data analyst on in Google, I don't, I don't know, or somewhere else, you can be selling data entry service on Contra, on Upwork, on Fiverr, right? So that is one way to monetize just picking out one. Mm -hmm. The second way, if you don't have any service that you're interested in, or you're not great with the service, products, right? Productizations. Productizations, dropshipping is a really great one. Amazon FBA is also a really great one. So looking at these things or selling digital products, right? Looking mm -hmm. at a niche, their problem, creating eBooks and selling it onto different marketplace, Etsy, would be a really great option as well. And my number one per thing is being a creators. This might be cringe for a lot of people, but there's nothing more valuable than traffic itself because mm -hmm. creating traffic first can be, can lead to a lot of different generating sources for your income partnerships. You can sell merge. You can be selling courses. 
I can name, keep going on and on and yeah. you can start your own business. So creation, being a content creator would be my number one selection for anyone who wants to monetize online. I know. I mean, content creating, it's kind of nuts. Like if you put yourself out there and you create content consistently, I just feel like the opportunities that come from it, nothing compares to it right now because of the 3 billion people on social media, probably 0.002% of them are the ones who are creating the content and everyone else is doing the consuming and there's, there's plenty of room for other people to, to create content, yep. but they, they get in their, they get in their own head, their own way about it. And, and, you know, what would you say to them? Like, how, how could they conquer that fear to just start posting? Like, you know, how do you make your content every day? Yeah. So my, my tips for anyone who just want to start posting is to create tons of draft. You don't even need to be posting these drafts, just getting mm-hmm. onto TikTok and start filming yourself, talk, doing trends and anything like that, getting used to seeing yourself on camera and listening to yourself. That was my biggest fear when I first become a content creator. I hate hearing my own voice. I think my my looks are cringy, like my outfit. I, I'm always on that. So my tip is creating tons of different drafts onto your TikTok account and just seeing what type of content do you like most? What type mm-hmm. of content do you feel most comfortable, your presentation style, and then just get used to it. Then start posting. You don't need to jump on it right away. You don't need to post it publicly. You can post it privately. Baby step is a huge success already. I like that. So you're saying you can do it all privately first. Like it doesn't have to, you don't have to post publicly. You can just get to know what you like in private. And then when you finally feel comfortable enough, you can make it public. Yeah. It's, it's honestly the step that you're taking what Mm. that makes it count, right? So once you are comfortable with yourself and with the camera, post it publicly then create, or you can have two different accounts, one account that is just for fun for you to get used to. And then the second account is for you to be really actively content creations. Is that what you did when you got started on TikTok? Did you follow that same thing? Really? Yep. Yep, exactly. So I have one TikTok account that is just for fun, like everyone in quarantine doing like the dances and things like that, funny skits. So that's how I got used to being like on camera. And then I started my second account, which is small business tip underscore at that time. And then I started posting that account after one month having my first account. Then I started getting onto my second account and that one okay. blew up because I'm already used to camera and more comfortable with myself. Mm. I remember it because I found you in 2020 and for anyone listening, I always love like you, you get out there and you're so good with the dances. I'm so bad at dancing. So I remember I would see you and I'd be like, damn, this girl's killing these dances and like giving business like information. And all I can do is just stare at the camera and like point at text boxes. I can't do those dances. (laughs) I know. I like it because it's so fun for me. Some people hate it that I do the dance and then I give tips, but I'm like, I don't care. That's what I like. If you don't like it. Oh, there's so many hate comments on that. But then I scale it down because TikTok nowadays, it isn't a dancing app anymore. And Mm -hmm. content creation evolved. And now I talk straight to the camera as well, like you do. So Mm -hmm. everyone evolved just through different phases. And it's okay to do that as well. What would be your tips? More tips. (laughs) You do own small business tips after all. What would be 
some TikTok tips you would give to someone? Like, what, how do you come up with your topics every day? I know people love to ask that question. Like, don't we ever, you know, how do we keep coming up with topics? Do you have like a certain system that you use? Yeah, so I can tell you a very, well, every con- social media manager out there are going to tell you this, having content bucket, right? Three to four different content bucket. And what I mean by that is segmenting out your contents in a very broad, general way. How I do it is I have a content creator focus one where I talk about only content creators, tips, and then a business gig economy. How do you monetize on Instagram, everything like that. And then I have a lifestyle content where I can post anything that I want that's related to myself and my life. And then the fourth one is trendy contents that I found trends that's online Mm. that I want to do. Then I will do that one. So these are my general types of content bucket but if you think that that's too much work and that's okay as well a very easy way for you to do that is go follow 10 account that's in your niche or people that you like creator that you like and look at what type of content or video that pop off so let's say that entire pages they have an average of 10k in viewerships and then one video particular pop off to 50k recreate similar video to that in your own way, right? You can have the same format, but in a different wording or put your spin to it. That's how I did it in the beginning phases as well. So that's a really great way for you to like start getting content out there. Yeah, that was my my first TikTok that went viral. It was from a trend that I copied from somebody else. But the thing is, when there's a trend, everybody does the trend. So it's not really like you're copying someone, but I saw their video come up and, and it was that one where it's like that song and it goes like and it went like and then it you know you show like the travel i remember seeing that video of you that was like my first one that blew up and i remember i got like 20k followers from it and then i was instantly addicted to tiktok i was like what i just got 20k followers are you kidding me and i was addicted i was addicted Yeah. yeah the only thing is i feel like tiktok has kind of plateaued like i haven't been able to grow my following a single inch since like june it just kind of stopped have you found that for yourself as well yes like i've not only found that i've also lost a lot of follower around Mm. the time of i would say september and october and Mm -hmm. then end of october i started gaining a lot more followers for some reason, I think that they probably are cleaning out a lot of bots during the yeah. summer period of time, fall, which about that makes sense. Every single social media platform does that. And that's actually great. But then it's getting really hard to grow, especially for creators yeah. that have already grown in, grown in 2020s. So finding a more personal connection on TikTok, I think that's what's going to be the main thing right now. Okay, yeah, that's interesting because I feel like I keep creating broad content. So I'm I'm trying to continue growing the following, but it's just not happening. And I don't know. Do you go live on there at all? No, I don't. I should be no. though. A lot of people saying that you gotta go live. You gotta go live. I don't have the freaking time. Like, I, what? Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have the time. But I would yeah. say. What I found on TikTok nowadays is that they want to see you business, but then they want to see you personal. They actually want to see you personal more than they want to see you business contents. They want to feel like you're talking to them directly. If we look at all the different creators that blew up, Victoria Paris, Paris, Pepperoni, that that girl Kirsten's, or just like like Emily, (laughs) Emily girl, right? So they are all making- Oh, Emily Mariko, yeah. Yeah. 
the girl that makes a lot of salmon videos. So she yeah. make people feel like they are related to her. They're in their life. They're they're BFF, right? So talking yeah. directly to an audience. I know. I I you know that's what I struggle with with social media is that I have no problem getting on there and being an educator and posting about how to how to get started on Fiverr, how to make money on Fiverr. But I always have that wall up between that and Alex Fasulo, yeah. my day to day life. Because I guess I, I still like to keep some part of myself private, but I do see that the TikTokers that are winning out right now are the ones who are hyper-personal and make you feel like you are in that living room, you are in that kitchen with them. And I kind of am in the middle of, do I try and recreate that myself, or do I just keep doing what I'm doing? <laughs> I mean, if it's working for you, like just keep on going. And the community yeah. that you have created are pretty much like because people know you as this girl that can help them make money as freelancer right so yeah i think you're you're doing an awesome job it doesn't matter i think that following is just a number to a point that follower doesn't even matter is what in your bank account that matters and if you can follow these creators or these followings into a different business mm. i wanted to ask you what do you think are going to be the top two social media platforms to focus on next year for 2022. What do you see being the two that are going to give people the most return? Well, TikTok, obviously one of them, especially yeah. they're rolling out tons of different monetization platforms, like the live shopping app that are, they're doing right now, going live, brands can go live and people can shop on live. I think yeah. that's going to be a huge, huge hit. However, that also leave a room where being authentic, right? People go on TikTok because it's very authentic, funny and everything like that. But implementing all these different like monetization platforms and opportunity is going to take away that authentic authenticity. So totally. I think that there's going to be a huge room for a new social media platform. So I'm going to leave that second platform open because I really yeah. strongly believe that by next year, there's going to be a platform that pop off and no one else see that coming. I was just thinking that today because I, I was going through and I was looking at some of the other big creators that kind of, you know, they blew up much bigger than me, but we were all blowing up at the same time, like Victoria Paris, Jara Bean, who does the social media stuff, all of them. And I noticed they all plateaued, like they all hit 1.2 million, but like last year, neither of their accounts have grown at all this year. So I'm like, okay, it's not just me, it's everyone. And that's because the money's coming into the app now. The advertisers yeah. are showing up. The algorithm is slowing down. It's starting to prioritize paid for clients like they all do. You know, they all follow the same life cycle. So I do feel like 2022, there will be plenty of room for the next TikTok to come out. And I was going to ask you if you think you know what that might be yet or not yet, because I know they kind of come out of nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, so there's this platform called Faves. It's a platform very made for entrepreneurs, tech, and freelancer, very business-minded people. Mm -hmm. So what they allow people to do is basically get links from TikTok, Twitter, even articles, and then post it onto the platform. And then you can re like record yourself talking and talking about this article, this, this TikTok, and other people can reply. I think that's a very, very interesting platform itself. Mm. But I think that they have some issue with stickiness. So mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see how they're going to develop their platform, but worth definitely worth checking it out as well. What's it called? Face? 
Faves. So F A V E S. Oh, faves. Okay. Okay. Got it. I know. I always love, like, I'm one of those people, the second I hear about a new social media app, I like run and download it because I'm just so curious, like what it looks like. And they're getting like creators, like verify. Cause I, I'm like verify on there for no reason. I'm like, okay, well, thank you. And they're just giving you followers because they put you on feature. That's it. That's all. But that, it, it's like we kind of win the creators here. If you just get there exactly. first, you get handed everything. Like, I'm happy yeah. I got on TikTok early. So even if my account never grows again, it's still pretty nice looking. It's and still- you're just kind of like you get grandfathered in. You're set. Yep, exactly. All right. So what what's next for you? What's next on the horizon for Sandy and, and in the business world? Do you have any big things coming up? Yeah, so I'll say keep an eye out on Remake Startup. So we are making everything really, really fast, building everything very lean, very bootstrapped, raising a very small C round to maintain what we are going to build. We already have a thousand creator on the platform, more than a hundred brands looking to partner up with them. So that's going to be interesting to see where that take. I'm mm-hmm. always keeping up wide eyes and open mind on what's coming next so yeah you never know from me <laughs> i i actually i always like to ask to people who i have on the show who aren't in the united states what's it like being a business owner in taiwan is it is it a great place to own a business is it a, would you recommend digital nomads go to taiwan do you think it's good for that I think it's awesome. I, I mean, not yeah. ne- maybe not necessarily Taiwan, but anywhere else is awesome just because you don't have that distraction, even though you're on social media, you don't feel that constant pressure and that fast pacedness that United States gave you, right? So I live in Boston, mm-hmm. extremely fast paced and being in Taiwan, it's so much relaxed and I could do whatever I love online. Yeah. And the wages here are so like the, the cost of living here is so low and then my wages is United States. So it's very easy to live a comfortable life here. Now, I, now I want to go. <laughs> now oh, I want to come. Bali or anywhere else. Taiwan is great, but it's very much like Hong Kong. Yeah. I haven't been to Hong Kong, only Japan, as you know. I mean, one thing I do remember from Japan, though, is, and I don't know if this is for any country in Asia, that the Wi-Fi is just the best anywhere you go. Anywhere you sit down, you have, like, the fastest Wi-Fi that ever existed. Yeah, I think that's just Japan. Japan is awesome. Like, (laughs) Taiwan, I wish... Okay. I didn't know because I can see I can see your Wi-Fi in Riverside. It looks like you have really good Wi-Fi right now. So I, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I my home Wi-Fi I had to make it the strongest because I take these type of me- meetings. And yeah. if it dies out, then the entire podcast dies out. So that that that, that Oh yeah, be that's good. true. Thank you for thinking of that. Okay, before we wrap up here, what would be your parting words of advice to somebody who wants to quit their job, work for themselves, maybe their family's not supportive? of it maybe they have to hide it and they're just scared what what would be your advice to them find a group of two to three person that are doing the exact same thing as you are Mm. make friends right make mentors having a support system in this entrepreneurship journey that you're going into are so freaking important yeah I love that that's simple but but profound and it is so important because I 
I felt like I was doing this all alone for a long time and nobody, I don't care how smart you think you are, how whatever, you know, nobody can do anything alone. It, it, you're stronger yep. with other people by your side. So I love that. All right. So for everyone listening, where can they do business with you? Where can they, where can they find you online? Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok, Instagram at ads by Sandy Lynn, and then also at a small business tip underscore on Instagram. Okay. Thank you so much, Sandy, for coming on. Thank you for doing this. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone have a great day, whoever is listening as well. (laughs) Me too.